When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether it be a detail wash or service, Berwick BMW have all your motoring needs covered. Rotoflex. World-leading biomechanical design by Blunt. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Great to have you with us, folks, on this Friday afternoon, February the 10th, uh, 2023. And just magnificent to be here yesterday. It was a breath of fresh air for us to be part of Dwayne's world uh, and encourage mm. midday madness. And after the uh, twenty subsequent 21 hours mm. uh, that we were off air, or 21 and a half hours that we've been mm. off air, Andrew, Gaze, good afternoon to you. Mm-hmm. Midday madness should go cocoa bananas this afternoon. Well, it should. But here's what uh, was the big takeaway from yesterday. What's our pledge, however? And right... You call, you get on. Thank you. But here's the thing. Uh, speaking of management, uh, and I, you know, we don't like to blow our own trumpet around here, but yesterday, oh. off the charts, the most listened to day of radio in the history of the network. Is that right? I, I believe it, I believe the numbers of people listening yesterday, the early data, mm. that this just underlines what uh, a, a compelling... What we bring to the table. I don't think it was us. Well, I think it was. I don't think it was us. What a compelling test <laughs> series in the right time slot in Australia will do. Might have had a bit to do with it. I, I, the numbers of people listening uh, and contributing via the measurable platforms mm. yesterday... Uh, exceeded a grand final day in the Australian Football League. Extraordinary. Which which is, it is quite extraordinary. Mm. So uh, the interest levels in this test match are only going to be heightened after some of the stuff that has come to light since uh, the day's play yesterday. Most notably the, the painkiller ointment. Uh, that uh, Nothing to see here, any. Well, there's something to see. There's Very something to little. See. There's something to see. Very little from what I saw. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You call you get on midday madness. The Test cricket, the NBL playoffs, the NBA trades, uh, the fuss being made over Oleg Markov, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. A question I've got for the audience: Is he Australia's most underappreciated champion? Volkanovsky. Oh, I'm not a UFC. Is that his name? That's the Alexander yeah. Volkanovsky. Well, how silly is that? Oh, I know him and I know the great work that he's done, but I didn't know that was actually how you pronounce his name. But he's a star, Andy. How many world titles are we talking? Oh, I don't know how many world titles. He hasn't lost a fight for 10 years. He won 22 straight fights. He's fighting. He's going up a weight category on Saturday, uh, Sunday over in Perth, mm. taking on one of these Dagestani fighters from Russia. These these blokes are scary. Think about you know the Rift Valley in Kenya. From Russia, you know the Rift Valley in Kenya, where all the great yeah. uh, long distance runners come from. That right. altitude and yes. training. That's where if you want to be a great marathon, a great distance runner, right. you go to the Rift Valley in Kenya mm-hmm. and you run there. Right. If you want to be a terrifying fighter, yes, wrestler, uh, MMA type operator, gotcha. You come out of Dagestan, which is a, a former part of the Soviet Union. I know somebody will correct me on the uh, geopolitics of it all, but uh, it's part of Russia, uh, mm-hmm. and it used to be a separate state, I think. But these are the blokes who, when they're kids, like, they, 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 they fight. They box. They wrestle. Box or? Res- wrestle, wrestle. Mostly wrestlers. Mm. And as part of their training, 
they fight bears. Mm. Actual bears in the forest. No, that can't be true. They go out in the forest in the snow. In the snow. They don't go and fight wild brown bears. Wearing all black bears, whichever ones they can get their hands on. Keith. No, they don't. They don't even wear warm clothes out. There's no snow jackets. They go out there bare-chested and fight bears to train them. And Keith. You're watching too many movies. Keith. <laughs> Come on, mate. This is not The Revenant I'm talking about. He's not Leonardo DiCaprio. You're watching too many movies. If anyone knows about the Dagestani fighting traditions, and I am on the money about... Have you seen a bear's claws? Have you seen these Dagestani fighters? <laughs> Here's a bloke, Khabib, right, who was one of these fighters. Father put me into wrestling with a bear when I told him, hey, this bear tried to bite me. Mm. And I remember when he told me, like, bite him back. No problem. You have to wrestle. You have to keep going. That's one of those fighters out of Dagestan. They fight bears, mate. Mm. Uh, anyway, is he one of the most – is he the most underappreciated? He's going up to a – I'm going to get all the mm. – he was a super – Featherweight, he's going up to featherweight or something like that. He's, a, he's one of the lower. Well, but he, he's pound for mm. pound the number one ranked fighter in UFC. And well, he's fighting the bloke who's mm. number two mm-hmm. pound for pound ranked fighter in the UFC. It's extraordinary. It's going to be massive. But by and large, mm. I think the Australian sporting public uh, are not familiar with his work. They don't know anything about this Is that bloke. a product of it because it is the UFC that, that maybe it polarises a little bit? Well, I'm not, you and I aren't massive fans of the old UFC, oh, I'm Kate, not, but, but I'm, I'm, not a, a, I'm partially aware of this bloke. I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to it. I appreciate the work that they, were, they, oh, yeah. uh, they do. It's incredible what they put their bodies through. But uh, 037, he's Australia's best current athlete, full stop. There you go. Well, there you go. He's getting the love and appreciation that he deserves. Mm. He's going up to the lightweight division. He's currently in the feather. He's currently the featherweight champion. So mm. thanks, Roderick, and thanks, Ben. So that's the situation there. Volk so, is a great fighter, great Australian sportsman, and an even better person. That's from uh, 486. Othi is Raider. Volk is elite. If he beats Islam, he is undoubtedly the goat of MMA. Well, there you go. So it's the number one. Now, is MMA different to UFC? UFC's <laughs> Rod's, – Rod's had a conniption out here. Oh, Rod, sorry, you're Rod. You're asking that question. <laughs> MMA Have is, I said something? MMA, correct me if I'm wrong. MMA is what they do. UFC's the brand that they fight under. Okay, gotcha. That, that, that's – Mixed martial, martial arts, fighting, isn't it? And, and but I thought fight. UFC might have. Well, know, it's Dana White's company, isn't it? And they, right. And they, so they, yeah. So that, that, mm, that don't okay. get me into the technicalities, but I have a very, very partial understanding of this sort of stuff. But I do know that this bloke, his record uh, in a, an emerging and international sport, and mm. one that is highly competitive, probably dem- demands greater recognition uh, from the broader Australian sporting mm. community than he probably gets. It may have something to do with the fact that. Perhaps we haven't all warmed to this caper, you know? Bears actually hibernate when it snows, Andy. That's from David. So a bear's never been out in the snow before? I'm, of course it has, but they actually hibernate. They, they, uh, have well, a they, go, they go and pick on sleeping bears. Mm-hmm. So they get them when they're a bit dozy, mm. which is probably not a bad idea. Oh, you're not getting yeah, a lot of support for them. Okay, the Jake's, in, Jake's in North Wander North. Mm. There's a couple of blokes who are rung about fighting bears. Let's see whether there's any truth to this. Might just be a an urban myth amongst the Dagestani community, but who knows? It might actually what, be. What's a the name of the community? Dagestan. It's Dagestan. Pa- it's, it was an it was a like a region of the old uh, USSR, I believe, mm. and now it's part of the Russian. It's part of Russia. Well, are, 
if it's part of Russia, then they're not allowed to fight right now, I wouldn't imagine, given what's going on with the... Well, uh, that's probably why they call themselves Dagestani. Right. I don't know. Again, it's a very good point you raise. Maybe there's different rules in this sporting organisation. Mm. But there's tennis players playing for Russia who uh, are Russian. Just not... The bloke we talked about yesterday smashed all his rackets. No, that's true. He's they're just Russian. not allowed to carry the flag. And, oh, that's all right. They're still allowed yeah. to compete. Mm. Doesn't mean they're not from Russia, mm-hmm. does it? No, that's true. Thank you very much. All Belarus, Belarusian. That's correct. Mm. You've got a bit on that too, by the way, today. What's that? You've got a bit on that with the IOC and people, Thomas Bark and all that. We'll get to that a bit later on. Jake's in Wanda North. Jake. That's true. What can... It was sort of an off. Though. I didn't realise where we were going with it, but I'm happy well, to go with it. I thought you mentioned that there was going to be part of our midday madness. Just a bit of a conversation we had about <laughs> uh, what's going on as far as uh, Russians competing in the upcoming Paris Olympic Games. Jake is in Wanda North. Midday madness. You call. You get on. That is our pledge. Tim Kelly, Adam Collins, Mick Kent Jr., Kelly Wilson, hey, can all I... in between. Can we just get to Jake? Yeah, I just I've just, said g'day to Jake four times I know, now. I know, but I've just got to set the platform for the remainder of the show because there are those that are questioning the guarantee because they they of the weight that they have to, to have. Well, well, you have to be – we give the guarantee, but because we've just got copious amounts of callers calling in, there might be a bit and, of a weight. And I'll tell you this too, whoever's having a bit of a sook in the corner over there, you won't get on if you don't <laughs> ring. That is an absolute guarantee. So right. if you want to get on, you've got to call. And you so might if you don't have to call, wait. Yeah, that's right. Mm. But we'll try and get to you. When we see the names on the screen, we're aware that you're there. If they stay with us, we got the guarantee, Andy. We get to you. Jake, now can I get to Jake? I've yes. said g'day to Jake four times. This is the fifth time. <laughs> g'day, get Jake. To, oh. Let me do it. G'day, Jake. G'day, guys. Bloody hell. Gabe, you can talk underwater, can't you? Oh, you're joking. Thank have you. Have you not listened to our Thank program? You. Old mate here gives it a good rattle. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Finally, Jeez. someone's been listening. Jake, go ahead, Jake. Uh, mate, a couple of years ago, there was um, circulating on Facebook a video of Khabib fighting a bee. would have only been 10 or 12 years old. He was wrestling with him, and he choked out of that bear just like he choked out Conor McGregor for the title. Well, there there's go. a difference, Jake, between one bit of vision of one person stupidly wrestling a bear as opposed to this is part of their normal training routine. There is a big difference. Thanks, Jake. Let's go to James in Cheltenham who wants to talk about fighting these bears. Hello, James. (laughs) James, are you there? He's gone. He wanted to say, Ray, you are 100% right. I don't think The Dagestanis do this as part of their uh, journey into manhood. He's just sent me a text message. That's part of it, is it? That's part of what they do. Honestly, Andy, you're taking because, it to. I want to know whether you're actually taking the P one double five or you're being serious. It is. It is a. It's a. It's a legend. The Dagestani wrestlers. There is right. a legend that they go into the wilds, into the into the for, Dagestani forest, mm. and seek out a bear to right. fight. I, I don't know if it's like I said. I don't, I'm not sure. I. Willing to tell you that he's not part of their usual training routine. Oh, you, you don't go, go and go, okay, give me four burpees, go out there, I want you to bench 100 kilos, run around, do a 2K run, then go out in the forest and find a bear and wrestle it. No, Andy, I don't think that's the case. Tony's in Bayswater. Good afternoon to you, Tony. Welcome to Midday Madness. Hey, gents, how are we? Very well, thank Good. you. I've got a I've got a pox and a rocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll happy. start off with the rocks. Yes. I went to the I went to the Phoenix Wildcats last night. I won two tickets on Dwayne's show. A oh, good man. The um the rocks was the Phoenix in the third quarter when they when they had a thirteen <laughs> to fifteen did. point lead and they were absolutely dominating. They and then did. the Hawks is when they the last quarter with 
nerves, I reckon. <laughs> well, they gave up 41 points uh, in the last quarter. So defensively, they were, had an 11-point lead at three-quarter time, and they gave up 41. And the little maestro, Bryce Cotton, yeah, and Tony, you should be rapt to have seen greatness because Bryce Cotton is greatness. One of nine at halftime and two points. Ends up with 26, 18 of them coming in the last quarter, took complete control, and it was an absolute delight to watch. Okay, two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. So Bryce Cotton lifted, carried his team with him. Mm-hmm. When they needed a champion to lead the way, mm. he stood up and he dragged his team back in, and everything you just said is great. Mm. But surely they don't have 41 points if the other mob yes. are doing their job. Well, Keith, can somebody please tell me yes. how that was allowed to happen? Don't just tell me Bryce Cotton's a champion because we know that. Mm-hmm. Surely the other mob somehow contributed to their own demise. Uh, well, of course they did. And they how were, did that happen? Well, well, you, first and foremost, you've got to give the other team enough of the ball to uh, score 41. So there needs to be a large exchanges of the ball. You've also got to go missing a little bit offensively and you're not putting the ball in the hole yourself. Extraordinary. So there's a combination of things, and, and clearly, though, the biggest one is, is defensively. Now, it is hard when you're dealing with one of the greatest of all time. I understand Make that. no mistake no, about no, it. No, but no. 41 might be the highest – I need to check this – might be the highest score in any quarter all year. <laughs> might be. It was only in a knockout final, so nothing to worry about. Uh, but it was uh, it was a cracking game, and it was unreal. It was brilliant. Your, your coverage was but great. The coverage you blokes put on was outstanding. Appreciate the match, it. The boss, I did. There was a little glimpse of the bo- our boss here yes. at halftime when that bloke knocked down the three, yes. uh, and then just ran into the change rooms. They took a f- all Gary the momentum. Yeah, Gary, yeah. Yeah, Gary Brown, right? Yep, yep. All the momentum's with Southeast Melbourne at that stage, and he just trotted past Hutchie. <laughs> who uh, didn't look happy at that stage. He had a look mm. on his face like a bear had just been knocked over by a Dagestani 13-year-old. <laughs> he wasn't happy. Uh, and then, uh, lo and behold, and at three-quarter time, mm. he must have been even flatter. But then his man, he man, well, he man I, came to play. I didn't see our man Hutchie during the last quarter, but the fact that he's jumped on the social media, and he hasn't apologised, but he just sort of conceded he might have went a little OTT. In the last quarter. Right. I just did got – and he tweeted. apologised. It wasn't an apology, but just recognising that <laughs> – That's great. That perhaps – and as you should, he's owning a team, he's, in, he's invested in it, and he loves his team, and he's the ultimate supporter when you're and, in those circumstances. And cop the rounds of the kitchen last year. Yep. Don't let's not forget that. And we're not sticking up for him. He's big and ugly enough to look after himself. But he copped the rounds of the kitchen last mm. year. He was publicly public enemy number one over in Perth. Yes. So if you put your your you put your plums on the line the way he mm-hmm. has, and your yep. dollars and cents, mm-hmm. hey, you get every right. Of course you do. You get every right to get a bit emotional uh, one way or the other. Enjoy the good times. That's what be it plenty is. Plenty of the other. Yep. And they live to fight another day. No, it was uh, very. Dis- I mean, I hate to say this because you know I'm happy for Hutchie, but as a Victorian. I did have a soft spot here, hoping that uh, the Phoenix could possibly get through this. And they had a really high-quality team, and for most of the game, or big chunks of the game, they looked well and truly in control. I've been trying to uh, tell you, there's a team that you still haven't paid any attention to down on the the Apple Isle uh, that you should be taking some notice of. I love them to death. I love the way they go about it. Now, I will continue 
to be objective in my assessment. You and tipped against them again last night. You I said did. they wouldn't make the playoffs at the start of the that year. You tipped not, against them again last night. That is, you said they're a bunch of scrubs. I There's no good players in the team. Don't you say that. People are tw- you're creating a narrative that's completely and utterly untrue. And here they are. They've got into the prelim, or whatever you call it. Semis. Well, yeah. Semi. They win the next final, they're into the grand final series. Correct. Well, it's a prelim in most games, but you call it a semi. Uh, it's outstanding. They're it's amazing. a prelim in most games. In the AFL, it's a prelim. You win the prelim, you're in the grand final. So not most games, in the AFL. <laughs> in most other places, the big, the best it's game a in the semi. World. In the best game in the world, it is. Well, that's fair enough. But, uh, no, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a, a real, real tough night for the Phoenix and an ecstatic night oh, for the Perth Wildcats. And the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Oh, and the Jack Jumpers. Just go whooshka. Without Josh Majette. Yes. It's the first... first game ever in the history of the Jack Jumpers that Josh Majette hasn't played. Yes. And they've come away with a win. Gee, your little, mate. A Victorian yeah. little Shawnee McDonald come in, played oh, close to 30 minutes. And Who? Isaac White. Isaac Sean Wilson. McDonald. Isaac Wilson. White. White him. Jeez, Corey was uh, Has Corey got shares in Isaac Wilson? Uh, he was certainly promoting him. <laughs> Isaac White, were you getting what did I say? Wilson, you Isaac bizarre. White. Why am I calling him Wilson? I don't know. Is it Wilson or White? It's White. Okay. Big <laughs> <laughs> day, madness, folks. Twenty past twelve. See, here's the here's the thing. This is this is absolutely garbage. Do not listen under any circumstance <laughs> to Andy Mar seven seven three. Gazy must be shattered by the success of the Jack Jumpers. <laughs> Every Jack Jumper supporter Thank member you I know reckon the ne- great man Andrew Gaze doesn't love the Jack Jumpers. Could not be no, further from the truth. No, I'll just correct one thing. It's mm. not that he doesn't like the Jack Jumpers. No, I love he ne- them. never rated them. That's all. Mm. So they were just no good. And they've continued to I defy- did not say they were no good. So don't just make – you are Donald Trump. You just make crap up and just <laughs> – Spruik it as if it's fact. It's 20 past 12. We've got to get to a break. Uh, it is Come mid- on, Donald. You call, you get on. We're here for Berwick BMW. Book your mm. summer service today at Berwick BMW and Rotoflex by Blunston. mega hat off. Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move Brian um, Beck, Beck's doing some magnificent work can I get down to, there in Tasmania. Hey, Bryce, get down here now, please. <laughs> Tradies out for race gutters. Australia may build to last. You call, you get on. Let's whip through a whole lot of yes. those people who have called to get on. Andy's in injury, one of those. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Good Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, going very well, well Andrew. Well, I'm very happy because I, I nearly forgot what I was going to say. It's been such a long time between drinks. But uh, <laughs> Apologies, Andrew. But, uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I know you don't apologise. It's a great show. I like listening to you. Know, when I have you. a chance to listen to you, it's great. But um, I'm rambling on. Sorry. Um, no, you're um, The uh, Vaseline Gate is a bit of an issue for me. Yes. But um, a lot of people have talked about that, and I think there's going to be some issue, uh, things come out of that. But my, my call is it really is about I'm I'm a bit uh, uh, what you call it um, stressed out about picking my best 22 for the Essen side for this year. Oh. Beginning 22. Okay. I'm just wondering if anybody else is having problems picking their best 22, because uh, I was listening to King King and Cornsey um, this morning, as as you as you would, and um, they were going through some sides this morning and that, and and I was thinking about uh, Sam Draper. Um, you know, they're saying we've got a weakness at centre forward and the forward line. I think he's a ready-made centre-half forward, Whoa, not a ruckman. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Andrew. It's a very – in the modern game, it is a very, very tough position to play, I reckon. Not, not far be it from me to claim expert status here, but 
that that position out, you've got to do that much up and back running. Uh, you're not just a stationary sort of target the way maybe, not that they were ever stationary, but uh, they might have been once upon a time. The kind of true notion of the old centre-half orders, probably you and I grew up knowing it. So uh, he's a terrific around-the-ground competitive sort of ruckman follower. I don't know whether he's got the capacity and I don't know whether he's got the footy smarts, to be honest, to play that role. I mean, that is a very – there's a lot of subtlety to that role, I think, in the modern game. So uh, I reckon they've got him in the right spot. Uh, he's shown enough. He's raw as raw as can be. Um, and if he can, if they can just chip away the rougher edges with him in the role that I think we've seen him play, mm. he could develop into a really, really well, potent footballer. I'm, I, I, others mm. might disagree with me, Andy. Uh, Andy, if you if – you, oh, Andrew, I don't, some people don't like to be called. It's just because you're Andrew, you don't you call them by their name. Because some people don't cop Andy. Oh, I don't have a problem with it, but then clearly you don't. But some do. Hey, uh, uh, Andrew, no, no. Andrew, if you want to jump on the AFL website, the AFL website has got, they're through their staff writers, they've listed every team and their view on who their best 22 is. And Kingy and uh, Cornsy are doing the of same course. thing here at sen.com.au. Well, if they've done that, have they done that already? I believe they're doing it. Okay, well, we'll. we'll We'll have something to compare oh, to. So if you're interested in that, you just jump on the SEN, AFL. I reckon. Okay, is do the that place as well. to go. Yeah. No, yeah. but I was just trying to point Andy. Yeah, well, who Andrew have they got at centre-half forward in the one that you're looking okay. at for the Bomb Race? Okay. Who's who's there? Is uh, Sam Draper named at centre-half forward well, in any of those teams? Well, stand by. I just need to find it. Essendon. Oh, okay. I've got it. Here it is. Essendon, okay. centre-half forward. Is um we've got uh, Archie Perkins. We've got... Uh, Archie Perkins no, no. forward. They do. Half forwards. Archie yeah, half forwards. Like, yeah. Harrison Jones and Kyle Langford. Harrison Jones. There you go. Skinny, slight, but uh, he's the sort of player I'm talking about. Huge tank, up and back, all that sort of back and forth shuttle running that those guys have got to do now. Andrew, he might be the one that they pegged for that role. Appreciate your call, mate. Uh, Alex is in Northlake. Uh, good afternoon to you, Al. Good afternoon, guys. G'day, Al. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, I've got a query regarding last night's game between the Wildcats and the Phoenix. Yes, please. Just before um, three-quarter time, there was a block charge. Yes. Um, that went for review. It did. And the review came back saying that um, mm. the, the, the guarding player didn't have established legal guarding position. Yes. He was there for a Enough time to have a cup of tea. <laughs> right. I'll be honest, uh, Alex, I, I was a little surprised at the review. Uh, they may have some angles that we didn't actually get to see on the broadcast that may have been different. But Oh, Zabruta film. From what I saw, and, and, and this is always, you know, it, it's – but from in my view, from what I saw, that was a charge. And to the point where it's very difficult to play defense if that's not a charge. Mm. So – um, but he might. There might have been some other angle that showed him still moving before the guy had, uh, before the offensive player um, had taken off. So uh, mm. it's um, mm. so yeah. It's it's always mm. difficult in those circumstances. <laughs> That's a very good point. Real minutia sort of stuff. This one call in an entire game. It was big, true. Big call, but one call. Real mm. minutia. Yeah, it's a bit of that. <laughs> but it's no, but. Alex is interested because he's just as a fan. You're watching stuff. it. You're trying. Yes. As a fan, it's important that you get a good understanding of the rules, and that's and true. That way, you can engross yourself into the game a little stronger because you're aware of what's going on, Andy. No doubt. Why do you got to be such a nasty person? <laughs> Why am I being nasty? Well, you're sort of We're suggesting some that... big ticket stuff, and this is a great thing about midday madness. Mm. Some some of it's macro, and some of it's micro. 
And that's real minutiae sort well, of micro seems type stuff. like you've bit not embracing the micro. No, like I you really should. like it when you start talking about NBA trades and you go right into like – uh, like a, four, a fourth round in 2027 is going their way and a sixth round in 2027. Well, but that. it's a bit protected and the protected means that it's this. And Oh, I love it when you do that stuff. Andy, just on that, We're and it's interesting how you think it could work in the, um, in the AFL. They're trading away second round picks for 2029. It's extraordinary. And Paddy Dangerfield... That is a long time. Oh, Correct. Twenty twenty nine. No, it is, mate. It is, and that's why some clubs need to be protected against themselves. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield said a bit about this uh, on Twitter uh, last night or this morning. He might have put the tweet out. We'll play. We'll uh, read that tweet out a bit later on because I reckon mm. when somebody um, who is a modern sports thinker uh, and a person of real influence within our game, mm-hmm. being you know Aussie rules and a league like the AFL, when he starts proposing mid-season trades, he loves trade it. periods. I think we're a step closer to it becoming uh, football law. Well, it is. Well, it's certainly going to be uh, elevated in the conversation. The problem that you can't compare to is over there with the rules and regulations, the clubs have the power to trade you whether you like it or not. They don't have that That authority here in Australia. So that's the major difference. Correct. But some form of trading... Some form, Andy, I think would be an addition, a welcome addition to the competition. Mike, Tim, Paul, Pete, Midday Madness, you call, you get on. We're going to get to you on the other side of the no. break. It is the news, yes. Mm. Uh, it is a tradies out for Ace Gutters, Australian made, built to last. Feel my temperature rising. That's what happens in Midday Madness every day with uh, in Dwayne's world. High, high. Dwayne just having a bit of a spell. I saw Dwayne yesterday. What's he doing? He did not, was not aware and he was coming <laughs> down from Geelong to do some uh, stuff at Fox Footy. And uh, he said, I'll turn on the Wallace and knock me down with a feather. You two are on. He wasn't aware we were jumping on in his slot. So here's Paddy Dangerfield's tweet. Given the NBA trade deadline and the extraordinary interest in it, is it time to introduce a mid-season trade period in the AFL? Helps rebuilding clubs. Teams often pay overs to acquired talent. Players in the AFL always have the final say and are never traded without oh, there's consent. My point. So mm. there's the rider on it that, uh, that uh, you, you mentioned Going into the news, Mike is in Geelong. Do you agree or disagree with Patty? You're a fan of the whole mid-season trade uh, trade period as opposed to the mid-season draft. Saw so Graham Corns yes respond to Patty uh, Dangerfield. Thumbs up. And Corns is much better than the uh, the mm-hmm. draft because all the mid-season draft does is drag talent out of. Uh, other, lo- other leagues around yeah. Australia, and they're halfway through their season. Yeah, and they can upset out apple carts all over. The True. True. So that. There's a bit to it. Maybe a bit of both. Uh, hello, Mike's in Geelong. Uh, midday madness, Mike. What do you Good got? Work. Thank you. Oh, boys, how you going? Great show as per usual. Thank you, Mike. Um, <laughs> that's good. Hey, you're just touching on it. Then I've, I've just been really involved with the NBA trade that's been going on lately, and just seeing yep. how teams are manoeuvring. Yeah. Um, you know, either blowing up and trying to get young talent in or going all in at the other end. And I think where AFL needs to get to is something not as extreme as the NBA, but something in between where they can... Teams are at the very top end are paying overs for young, you know, other talent to get in, and then the ones at the bottom are getting up a little bit quicker because at the moment you sort of don't like to see teams holding at the bottom for so long, but, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be good to see the overs getting paid as well. Plus, I think what it also does, a team on the cusp, say you're up there, you're in that four to eight position, and you may be a player or two away from winning a flag. 
rather than having to wait to the end of the season, reboot, if you do get clubs to agree and you are able to acquire that type of talent to give you the best chance for that set of circumstances, mm-hmm. I think they're so hard to win that you don't want to blow it by not have going all in on the season when you're, you've got your best chance. And you're missing a, a specific player. You know, oh, geez, yeah, no, we've no. lost a couple of yep, rucks. Yep, yep. If only we had a ruck, we, we could win the whole box and dice. No doubt. And it can be a massive win-win for the two clubs that mm. get involved. Yeah. There is, we got, hopefully we'll have time later on to talk about Kevin Durant because he's it's, a, it, it, it's, it's stick, sticking in my craw, Kevin Durant, and what he's done uh, in the last 12 to 20 hours. So mm. we'll have a chat about that at some stage. Thanks for your call, Mike. Paul's on the road. Uh, Paul, good afternoon to you. Welcome to Midday Madness here at Dwayne's World, a.k.a. The Run Home. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good, oh, thanks. Thank That's the way. So, um, good show. Um, the only thing is, I love sport. I love AFL. I love the Super Bowl, NFL. watch it all the time. Get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, watch my soccer team in the EPL. Yes. Um, love most sports. But I couldn't give a tinker's cast about basketball. Mm. I just, I just can't get into it. What would make me get into it? Well, I think first and foremost is you got, if you get an affinity with a specific team, that always helps. And then you start to uh, get a better appreciation of the team, whether it's the NBL or the NBA teams or even some of the European teams. It is unbelievable what's going on over there in Europe and the way the fan engagement. And I think, of course, like anything, once you get to understand a little bit more about the strategies that, that are in place and and uh, how a team is uh, is approaching a season, then I think you've got a better chance to, to fall in love with it. Don't be, our, it's our, not for everyone. Our, uh, our hard drives get clogged. They we, do. we get to a point where there's probably no room for anything else. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Paul, you might just be at uh, that stage. You might have so many uh, other interests that you just need to defrag a bit of the old uh, motherboard or whatever you call it, the old memory. I think you're on the right track. Uh, just a defra- bit of defragging mm. required to make some room in there for basketball. Otherwise, you mm. just have to live without basketball being part of your life. And you know what? Mm. No rules. Of course not. You don't have to be a basketball not fan. Not at all. Uh, Peter, thanks for your call, mate. Uh, Pete's in WA. Good afternoon. Welcome to me. No, Peter's gone. Was going to ask exactly the same question, I thought, mm. and got all the answers he needed. Matt's in big WA contingent. It on is. the pipe. What's going on? Did we go to the WA on the run home? I don't know. Huh. How are you, Matty? Oh, pretty flat, boys. What's wrong? Very flat, actually. Now, I reckon this is exactly how the English feel every time they come to Australia. <laughs> oh, yes. they, don't, they don't pick their best, their best players. Remember the other year when they didn't pick Broad and Anderson? And then they were four for 80-odd at lunch? Yeah. That's, that's exactly where we were yesterday. And I'll tell you what, Alex Carey... He should hand in his baggy green and give a public apology to all 26 million Aussies. Wow. Surely we learnt. Surely we learnt from uh, Maxwell wow. playing a reverse sweep and getting out. Yeah, but he, did you were you watching the cricket the whole – did you watch his whole innings, Matt? Yeah, he batted very well. He yeah. just let himself down. Yeah, that, yeah. that that shot shouldn't be played in test cricket. Well, not in the subcontinent anyway. Jeez, he so was – his mate, he was he – was, Milking it though early. I mean, he's what was it, thirty six off thirty two, whatever, whatever he got before he just played the shot at the wrong ball. It was too far outside. His leg stump is all the wrong, whichever way he was when he played the ball. But it was, it was, he was too far across him to drag back. Other than that, Matty, I thought he'd been playing that shot really well in his innings and the momentum he was bringing the momentum back Australia's way momentarily. So I, I take your point. When you get out to it, it looks awful. It looks absolutely awful. Um, 
But I wouldn't be telling him to put it away. I reckon he's got to keep going. Back himself, it's his strength. And uh, over there, he might take a bit of the momentum away from the Indian spinners if they're setting fields to a conventional well, why, um, left-handed why setup. Why, though, on the basis – and I didn't see a lot of it because I was commentating oh, I couldn't take basketball. my eyes off it. It was magnificent. Uh, but I did see a little bit. But, but um, was it Matt? Matt's had a crack at uh, Alex Carey. But shouldn't – isn't there a pecking order of who you're going to crack, have a crack at? <laughs> and and shouldn't his attention yeah. be more scrutinised on perhaps Renshaw? Well, perhaps he can start with this. Well, yes, perhaps he can start with the selectors. And maybe we, should, we haven't even touched on any of that No, but yet. the shot, the shot, isn't that what Renshaw did? Isn't yeah, well, that... he played across the line first ball. That's what, so so as your priorities of who you're going to have a crack at, he's gone pretty hard against yeah, but, Kerry. Yeah, but uh, Matt's point is the shot that Kerry got out to was not a traditional test right. cricket shot. Okay. And we're always laying the boots into Maxie when he tra- tries that sort of stuff. And mm. um, So that was the point that he's making. Hey, hey, Jack, don't go anywhere. We'll get to you on the other side of the break. It's already 18 minutes to one. We are here on the run hunt. Midday Madness, you call, you get on. On the talkback line for King Island Golf, play King Island's Pure Links Golf Courses. Yeah, Keith, before we get back to our calls, quick trivia Talk question for you. Yep. Uh, who, what have Cristiano Ronaldo and Sam Kerr got in common? They both kick a lot of goals. In particular, mm-hmm. both scored four goals overnight. That's right. Sam Kerr did it against West Ham, 7-0 thrashing. Yeah. yeah. Thrashing. Ronaldo, who did Ronaldo do it against? Uh, yeah, one of those teams in that league. Uh, Jack's in Launceston. <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue, mate. Do you know the team? What's he, is, he some, is he in the Saudi league? What league yeah, is he playing? Saudi, well, name one team in the Saudi nah, league. Thank I, you. I don't know him. Jack's in London. But they're on top, I think. Well or done. Or second. They're one of the leaders. Who, of, who, who else is on top? Don't know. Okay. I remember reading something about it. <laughs> Jack's in Launceston. Jackie, welcome to uh, Midday Madness. Thanks, guys. Just two things. One, uh, would there be a professional sporting team on the planet of any kind that has got in the final in the first year and yeah. the playoffs in the second, Ooh. like the Jackies have. It is extraordinary, Jack. Is that, is that the point that's scaring all the AFL presidents off signing off on having a team in the AFL? I think it is. I, 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 I if anything, I think it would motivate them yeah. to want to have a team when they see the success of the Jack Jumpers and how now uh, you walk around Tasmania and everyone's got a Jackie Jump Jack Jumpers uh, jersey. It's... The, the basketball participation rates are going through the roof. You've got footy teams struggling to get their numbers. So, if anything, what they're seeing from the jack jumpers should motivate them to uh, to want to get something done there they're, pretty quickly. They're only worried about having to share the pie with another with an extra team. That's what they're worried about. It's pure financial self interest. Those who are voting against it at the moment and don't listen to anything. Ah, oh, not enough talent. And they're not. That's absolutely Who's, no one's voting. Who's voting against it? Opposition of the 19th licence, plenty, yeah. plenty. Are there? Yeah. Ross is in Fremantle. Good, up, good afternoon mm. to you, mate. Hello, Roscoe. Roscoe. Jeez, we're yes. big in WA. Hello. Yeah, WA. Hello. What's yeah. going on? Well, well, yeah, we, we listen to you guys, but I think the rest of Australia is just getting a little bit annoyed with the, the Victorian arrogance, um, especially of Andrew McDonald as the host. So bringing in Hanscom, Bring in that young guy. It's just, it's Travis Head has scored runs, um, and it just seems to be very Victorian centric at the moment. And yeah, it just there just seems to be this sporting capital arrogance. But you, your stadiums are always empty, and um, I, I think that oh, that sporting culture has really just gone downhill. I'm happy for you to have your whack and no problems, but 
I thought Peter Hanscom actually batted all right last night, and Todd Murphy I thought was terrific. Mm. I thought he bowled really well. So, um, and, and in fairness, uh, Roscoe, it, we, we were the same uh, last year or the year before when the New South Wales seemed yeah, we, to be, we were carrying on like uh, you're carrying on. Well, not carrying on, but you, we're making he's not those, carrying on. No, but he's yeah. making comments about yeah. okay. how there might be a perceived bias. I don't think that. It, I, I don't know if it's a concerted effort to uh, not have Western Australians in No, there. and tra- the Travis Head dis- uh, uh, omission is still – I'm still scratching my head. Col- Adam Collins is going to join us a bit later on. He, he can uh, he can join us and try and give us some sort of explanation as to why – Well, what is the explanation? Well, I don't know, left-hander. Well, the left-hander and his record in on the subcontinent, yet they brought a left-hander in for him. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. The bloke's – on fire, and he's anyway. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Uh, but appreciate your call, Ross. Keep listening, brother. Uh, Roy's in Epping. Good afternoon to you, mate. Get on, you, Andy. Just picking up on Andy Gaze's point. I've been listening to that selection yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, Geelong Football Club dropped Tom Stewart because he can't play at Marvel Stadium. <laughs> Come on, guys. What's the, what's the what's the energy there, boy? If you're going to bring in a top rate spinner for head, well, fair enough, but. Come on, Renshaw, Renshaw is not up to it. And Head, he's on fire. So yep. you, you don't worry about it. You put your best team on the park. Mm. Every cricket team I've ever played in, our best team played. Yep. It's, it's, it backfired. It was a head scratcher. It's clearly backfired. So, so listen, here mm. it is. You're damned if you... If Matt Renshaw comes out and he's 64 not out, at stumps, they look like geniuses. Genius, yeah. Geniuses. Stroke of brilliance. Yeah. They knew the the player. They knew the circumstances. Great record in the subcontinent against the spinning mm. ball. All that. All mm. the things that tipped them into making that call. But gee whiz, Keefe, it's a mm. ballsy call when you're leaving a bloke out who's in a career best mm. form. And he's one of the hottest test batsmen on the country. Well, it is. Hey, Roy. I'm not uh, about how he looks. I'm going to give you uh, 18 holes. Cute, and, hey, hey, Roy, do you play golf? My word, mate. Oh, Roy, you're off to the, the beautiful club, Mandalay. You've got 18 That's holes of goal for you and a mate with a cart, if you don't mind. It's a beautiful course. It's Club Mandalay. Visit it at clubmandalay.com.au. You're going to go around in a cart and a couple of beverages. And just on Geelong, Electric Ford Tyson Stengel has signed a contract extension with the Cats to remain at Caninia Park until at least the end of the 2024 season.